right. Welcome to Get Connected AF. Alcohol free. As fuck. I'm Lori. And I'm Angie. And today I have laryngitis. Yay. Another Yay. illness for Angie. It is. And one day I'll be healthy, I promise. But today we are going to talk about we're going to talk about anxiety and alcohol. Yes. And just how they kind of I mean, not in like the broad sense, how they work hand in hand, because I think we all know that that's a thing, Mm -hmm. but I just kind of like want to touch base on how it affected my life and my anxiety and maybe talk about how it affected yours, Um, because I don't think we've ever narrowed it down like that. Um, But before we dive in, I just wanted to do a little chit chat real quick. I wanted to tell you because we didn't talk about anything before we dove in. Right. Um, I jumped onto our little platform that we upload our podcast on Anchor, yes. which is through Spotify. And I just saw that we've had a thousand streams. What? Yeah. Yay. I had no idea. Yeah. So we've had officially a thousand streams. Wow, we have a comma. We do. Oh my gosh. Yay. So that's really cool. And so I kind of want to start it out that way because that's super cool. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, It's pretty crazy. I don't know what the standards are, like how, you know, how long you have to listen before someone turns you off before it counts or anything (laughs) like that. Um, You know, it could be different for Apple. I have no idea. But it was super cool to log on and see that it was, you know, a thousand and three today. That so, is super exciting. I love it. So thank you guys so much for whoever listens out there. There's someone. Yes. Um, and I don't think it's Lori just replaying us over and over again. I mean, I do like a good replay, but not a thousand times. So yeah, that's and, very exciting. And I don't listen to us at all. I've never once listened to an episode. Fun fact. Crazy. So um, thank you so much for listening. So that's yes. like a huge milestone for us and super exciting. So fun. And, um, super stoked about that. Also, I've lost nine pounds. What? Yeah. You're killing me with the surprises today. I know. I've lost Good nine pounds since that's January fantastic. 1st and we're recording this on the day it comes out. So it's, um, the 22nd of January. So in 22 days, I've lost nine pounds. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm saying this so I can keep myself accountable. Yeah, I love um, it. My Brian and I are going hard. Brian's lost about 15 pounds. Hmm. Um, so we are going strong. You have any announcements? I don't. I wish I did, but man, I'll just celebrate yours. Are you allowed to say the thing that you just told me? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get approval. But okay, I don't think she'd care. Um, our our one of our recent podcast guests, Aaron, had a baby our first podcast yesterday. Guest. Our I, first, yes, podcast. our very first, very first. So Aaron, my friend Aaron, um, had a baby girl yesterday. So Angie Yay. and I were celebrating that before we started recording. So our first ever podcast. Aaron. Yay! Congrats, Aaron. Yes. Our first pod baby. Yeah. Maybe so our only pod baby. I don't know. <laughs> um, yes. Yay! So there's our announcements. So cool. So, um, I'm going to give my, uh, voice a little break ski. So Lori, you are the epitome of a duck on the water. 
Yes. I've you been are, described that way many times. You are very calm. Yes. Cool, collected. And riddled with anxiety. <laughs> you just look like you're just walking along. Yes. You could just, I don't know. I don't know. I cannot yeah. get into your head at all. You don't want to be so, there. <laughs> tell me how your anxiety today differs from how your anxiety was when you are, when you were drinking? Yes. Great question. And it is so totally different. Um, I have general anxiety. I mean, I can catastrophize with the best of them and I, I have an impending sense of doom often, but I think in terms of when I drank, the, one of the reasons I drank was for social anxiety. And, and I was known to pregame. I would routinely have one or two or three drinks before leaving the house in order to feel comfortable going into a new situation. And then I would continue drinking in those situations and then always wonder why I'm more drunk than everyone else. Why did I get so drunk last night? I could never figure out how it happened, but it was pre-gaming and I was pre-gaming specifically because I had social anxiety. And I think it took me a long time to figure out that drinking helped the anxiety in the beginning. Like it, it did. It gave me like 20 minutes of calm to enter a new situation, but there was no off button for me. I just kept going. And then the next day, my anxiety was so much worse because I couldn't remember how the night ended. I wasn't sure how I got home. I didn't know what I might've said or done to offend people or embarrass myself or embarrass my family. And those symptoms coupled with a regular hangover is brutal. And I lived in that cycle for so long. It's crazy to think back that you would just drink to quiet your anxiety, have a hangover and more anxiety. And then the solution seems like drinking again. And so it just creates this vicious cycle that I was stuck in for a really long time. And so I would say, obviously I don't drink now for my social anxiety. And so I've learned, you know, a lot of coping tools, like we all do. Um, I think number one is just sitting with your feelings, just feeling it. None of those feelings last forever. And so feeling those anxious, nervous, jittery, uncomfortable feelings and waiting for them to go away because they do go away. Um, that's been kind of enlightening for me. Um, so that's probably the biggest change. It's just feeling uncomfortable and accepting it and, and going forward anyway, or giving myself an out. Like I don't have to go, like if I don't want to go to a party, I don't have to. And if I need to go, I can go and I can figure out how to navigate it. But I think it's also empowering to just say no to things that aren't, that don't feel good to you. And that's been kind of my method these past three years. What about you? What did your anxiety look like? Well, I just have a quick question though about yours. Yes. yes. So did you drink at home as well though, outside of social situations? Yes, but I drank differently. I mean, I wasn't like getting plastered at home alone. Okay. Okay. When I binge drank, it was generally in a social setting. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving too much. Maybe I'm blaming too much on that because I, I could, it could go either way, but I would say by and large, when I would blackout drink, it was because we went somewhere or did something that I thought I needed to pregame and then I kept drinking and never wanted to stop drinking. That was kind of my MO. Because I guess 
what I was trying to get at is if you're saying that, you know, your social anxiety is what got you drunk, then did you never drink at home? No, no, of course I get did. Drunk? I did. Yeah. I, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't want to put too much stock. I, I wouldn't say if I didn't have social anxiety, I wouldn't have a drinking problem. I think I still would. Yeah. But it looked different. You know, I mean, I, I could have two or three beers at home on a weeknight on, you know, on a work night and not get hammered. But I promise you, if I went to a party or out to a bar or anything kind of outside my own comfort level, then I was for sure getting completely hammered, blackout drunk, which I didn't really do at home on a normal night. That wasn't the that wasn't my pattern. Do you feel like your anxiety has improved since you quit drinking? Yes. I mean, I still have it. I think I'll always have it, but I've learned how to manage it and I'm not making it worse with alcohol. And I think that's the part that took me a long time to realize is for so long, like most of my adult life, I truly thought that alcohol helped my anxiety. And now I know I was just throwing gasoline on a fire mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to learn that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I still have anxiety. I'll always have anxiety. And right. there was a point in my life where I was medicated for it when it was worse situationally based on what was going on in my life at the time. And I weaned myself off of it, but I don't think, I know that it's there. And if I need it again, I'll, I'll try it again. I don't have any issues being on medicine right. and I do know it does help. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's a trade-off because of other side effects and things, but um, yeah. I mean, I think it's part of who I am. I think I'll always have anxiety. Yeah. But you just don't look like you have anxiety. Can't see it. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> I yeah. <promise> you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lori. Lori, Lori. What about you? What does yours look like and how has it changed? Well, I have always been very nervous, very anxious. Um, my whole life, really. Um Like I was even like a nervous vomiter, like when I was a little kid, like I've always been very full of anxious, like I just read an article about kids who vomit when they're anxious. Like it was a thing. Like it's a thing. And I was actually talking to Kate about this. Um, her friend Kate, um, when we were in New York, um, because I think she said her sister has this and I didn't. It's one of those things where you're like, no, I'm the only person on the planet that has this thing, but I have this like serious fear of, of vomiting Hmm. because I used to vomit all the time. So I I'm okay now. I think parenting has helped me, but like I was constantly throwing up in like public places as a child that it Hmm. put me like in this constant fear of like place of anxiety as an adult that I was like always going to vomit in a public setting. Hmm. And it's not just a random fear. I mean, it really happened a lot in your childhood. So a lot, like Like I would be walking through the mall and I'd be excited about going to Dollar Tree and I'd be vomiting my tuna sandwich from Subway all over in my hands. And it's like, so even my husband, like when we go anywhere, he's like, I need to know where the bathroom is. I always mm-hmm. need to have a water on me because if I get nauseous, like sips of water help, you know, cause when you get like that nauseous feeling, right. you, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Makes your mouth water. Yes. Yeah. And the water helps. 
And it's so weird because I even ran across this other girl on TikTok and I wasn't even looking for it. I just so happened to be scrolling and she was talking about her fear of, of vomit. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. Excuse me, I have to cough. So I didn't even know that there was this whole world of other people just like me out there. Mm. So anyway, basically I've always been a little neurotic. And, and, you know, my drinking obviously didn't help these things. And so a lot of times, especially if I was hungover, this fear of vomiting would escalate Mm. because, you know, most people would be like, well, why would you throw up? You're not going to throw up. You're fine. Yeah. And some people even... I mean, I know a lot of people who after they drink want to throw up to feel better. Like I think people think of puking as a hangover cure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not one of those people. Like I was never a vomiter when I got, when I got drunk. Yeah. Um, and even like the day after, like, I, I don't know, I just never got sick, but I would feel miserable. So people would always be like, well, you're not sick. And because remember, I like drank a lot at home. So people didn't know that I would be like hungover. Okay. Mm. So I'd be like, well, you're not sick. So your fear of throwing up is kind of like, you know, you're fine. Get over it. You know, there's no reason why you'd throw up, move on. But they don't know. Because you were a secret drinker, right? I mean, you were drinking at home alone. Not like at a party or at a bar. Right. They didn't know I was housing two bottles of wine, you know? So it's like I'm walking around like totally nervous that I'm going to up chuck last night's three frozen burritos and two bottles (laughs) of wine constantly. So anyway, I'm just like this walking ball of phobias of my anxiety and my phobia of vomiting. Yeah. I was just so much fun. I don't know why Brian (laughs) married me. So anyway, I was so anxious and I always had anxiety from, like I said, the time that I was born until adulthood and it always just ebbed and flowed of what, what my triggers were whatever. But this fear of vomiting was always there. And then, um, it went away for a little while and then I got really sick at like a beer festival, of course, mm-hmm. when Brian and I were dating and then it came back full force mm-hmm. and, and then we had kids and then I got on uh, anxiety medication because I had some postpartum depression and it's the first time I've ever even tried medication for my anxiety and I felt like it helped a little bit. But I didn't understand why I wasn't helping me all the way. Mm. Well, no shit, because you're still plowing yourself with wine. Oh, it's when you were still drinking. I'm still drinking. Okay, I gotcha. I have crippling hangover anxiety. Yeah. Like, I'm the type of person that when I'm hungover, like, or when I was hungover, haven't been for a long time. Four years. I would not want to leave my bed. Mm. Like I would be the type of person that like, I was so full of shame. Like I just was the scum of the earth. Like, what did I do last night? What did I say? Yeah. I look in the mirror and think like you piece of shit, you know, like that's the, that's the kind of anxiety I would have. Mm, That's hardcore. Yeah. It was really bad. So my, I don't look at myself like that anymore. 
good because that's not a good headspace to live in. That sounds horrible. No. And I don't think that people realize that. Like when you're drinking, <clears throat> excuse my throat clearing, guys, but I'm, clearly I am not well. <laughs> but I just don't, I think that they hear people say, oh, quitting alcohol will help your anxiety. And they're like, oh, poo poo, you know, brush it off the shoulders. Mm. Well, like literally, like, yes, I am still on meds. But have they helped me? 1000%. Did they help me when I was still drinking? No, because I was still drinking alcohol. Right. What does it say to do on those pills? Not drink alcohol. You're not right. supposed to drink alcohol. So like, I can understand, like, isn't alcohol a depressant? Yes. Yeah. So if you have mental health issues and you're depressed anyway, and you have anxiety and anxiety and depression go hand in hand, mm -hmm. if you have those things anyway, and you are piling a depressant on top of it, you're not going to feel good. You right. are going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. A negative, but it's hard, that's hard to bad. Right. That's hard to see though when you're in it, when you're stuck in that cycle. It is so hard to see any other way. It is. You know? It is. And that's why I feel for people who are either haven't made the commitment yet or are early in sobriety because that shit is hard and it's chemical. It's in your brain. It is beyond your control and it takes a while to level off and you feel like shit in the meantime. And that's why I'm so protective of people in their early sobriety. I just keep telling them it'll get better. I promise it gets better. It's hard work, but it's worth it because there's, I mean, we fuck up our brains when we're drinking so hard for so long and that takes recovery time and it's hard. Truly, truly. And it's so weird. Like I'm just thinking like right now, like how annoyed I am that I've been sick like three times in the last six months and how intolerable that is to me. And the fact that I could tolerate feeling like utter shit. Yes. Because I would literally drink myself silly yes. into blackness mm -hmm. every night or every other night on purpose. Yeah. And I would just live to feel like shit the next day. And now I'm like, I hate feeling sick. Yes. I had the exact same thought this morning. We talked earlier. I didn't sleep well at all last night for various reasons. And I woke up tired and grumpy and I feel like I've been hit by a truck. And it dawned on me a few hours ago. I'm like, holy shit. I used to feel like this every weekend by choice. I did it to myself yeah. voluntarily, purposefully. Mm -hmm. I did it to myself every weekend. And now I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I willingly put my body through that and felt like shit every weekend. It blows my mind. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's now when you feel that it's an anomaly and you're like, oh my God, I hate me like that. Why would we do that to ourselves on purpose? Yeah. It's such a waste of life. Yes. And it's Our so one short life. I know, but it really truly does change your anxiety and changes your mental health. And that's a big part of 
Like, I don't even think I really realized how bad my anxiety was until I got sober because I never was ever clear minded enough to really reflect on things because I was such a early drinker. I was early and I started heavy and I was off to the races. So they say you're, you know, you quit drinking and then you go back to like your kind of, what do they say? They like, you quit drinking and you go back to whatever age. Your emotional age is, is whatever age you started drinking, I think. Yeah. So, okay. I started heavily the day I started heavily, heavily, heavily drinking. I was like 18 years old. Hmm. So you probably have a lot of growing up to do. You have a lot of time to make up for. I mean, that's why I like, I'm running out and getting tattoos, dyeing my hair, crazy colors. Like, you know, I'm doing all the things that I didn't really do because I was just so focused on the one thing I was focusing on drinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never really got to reflect on anything. And so well, I, now I didn't I'm, want to, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I drank it. So I didn't have to think about those things and have yeah. to work through them and process it. I would just drink over the top of it and hope they didn't surface. Yeah. And there's a lot buried. I, I think even with three years of sobriety under my belt, there's still a lot of shit I haven't worked through, you know, oh, yeah. stuff that you drink over the top of that will oh, yeah. come up eventually. Yeah. I started doing therapy, um, at the beginning of COVID. And, uh, it's because mainly because I couldn't do my in-person AA meetings Mm -hmm. and it was prior to them really figuring out the whole zoom thing. So I started doing that better help situation there. And I was talking to the therapist I had, and I said, I really don't remember that much of my childhood. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't like, I remember a lot with my grandparents and I remember like some good time. Like I remember camping a lot because we camped a lot, but my grandparents were always there when we were camping. Mm-hmm. And I remember like a lot of <clears throat> situations with like my siblings, possibly here and there, not really with my brother, but with my sister, like maybe some traumatic things. Yeah. I think not remembering is a trauma response, right? So there's right. probably something that you are not remembering. Yeah. Like I don't, purpose. like, I don't even really remember living with my dad at all mm-hmm. as a child. Wow. And so, and I said something to her about like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood and something about remembering. And she's like, well, maybe it's best that you just don't. Hmm. And I'm like, well, so I'm kind of like, well, maybe it's best just to leave it at that. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. How does that make you feel? Like, do you want to leave it or do you want to dig into it? I know it's not a good place. Yeah. Because I have older siblings that will remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not a good place. So I think it's better that I don't. Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, um, I'm definitely way better. I'm more clear headed about a lot of things now. Like I'm at peace. 
with That's a lot huge. of things yeah. with and and before I was very there's a lot of turmoil about how things were in mm-hmm. my heart and actually a lot of that was due to the 12 steps with AA I really think that helped me mm-hmm. I think that's interesting and, and you know therapy is not accessible to everyone for various reasons you know, some people don't have insurance or don't have employers who cover it. So I think that's a really good alternative. I think I've not been to AA, but everything I've heard, I think an AA session in some situations sounds a lot like group therapy and you can share things and, you know, it's, it's maybe a good alternative for people who don't have access to therapy or aren't ready for it or whatever the reason. Totally. I'm also a big fan of therapy. If you can't afford it, you do have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that is hard about our country is that like, it's so hard. There's a huge inequity. Yeah. Yeah. And an issue of access and all of that, but shout out to my therapist. Cause he does listen. So he's a oh, great doctor. He's, he's one of the one, 1003. He was yay. in the beginning. So yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. But I'm so glad that I'm in the place that I am today. I'm more serene. Um, you know, I didn't feel the urge to vomit anywhere today. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the moral of the story is alcohol makes anxiety worse. It does. And it does, and, and it does get better. Everything about your life gets better. So if you aren't sober yet or you're newly sober, keep going. It gets better. Yes. And reach out for support. Yes. And that is the constant like message of this podcast is like literally everything gets better if you just quit drinking. Honestly, it yes. really does. Stop poisoning yourself and your life will get better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. And maybe it doesn't happen right away, but in time, it will. And I can't tell you the day it dies, but eventually it'll take a turn and things will just magically start falling into place. Yeah. And I can promise you that. Um, But I think my voice is really actually starting to fail on me. <laughs> so we're done. Andrew's so voice is decided. I think we need to wrap it up. Before I fart fart out on you guys. (laughs) Don't do that. So speaking of support, find us on Facebook. We're at Get Connected AF. Yeah. And we have a great group of women there. Very supportive, very friendly and welcoming. So find us on Facebook. And don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe, all the things to this podcast. Wherever you're hearing us, that helps more people find us. We really want to spread the word. Yeah. And remember, stay connected. Bye. (laughs) Bye.